time for the press box. And it wasn't even like it was close. It was a landslide victory. Game. Blouses. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 It's uh, it just doesn't matter. I mean, I you know, I mean, everybody's got to have something to talk about. Everybody's got to have something to write about. That's what makes the world go round. That's what makes it fun. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I think excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. You know, I'm just a just a big hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. And now Brad Sinkiff and John Height with the press box on the roar. Welcome to the Press Box. Hope you had a great weekend. It is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. I'm Brad Sinkoff. He's John Height. And we're broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Kicking your week off the right way with a weekend recap. Got a lot to get to on a busy show here on The Roar. 105.5975, theroarfm.com. John, how was your weekend? Good morning. Morning, Brad. The weekend was good. How was yours? Excellent. Excellent weekend. A uh, little... A little frigid outside. Still, yeah, it never uh, warmed up. <laughs> Still waiting on it to warm up. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's about to be soccer season for my youngest, so we uh, we had to get out yesterday, even in the frigid temperatures, and uh, get a little workout in, getting him ready for soccer season. Is he ready? He's more ready than I thought he was. Uh, yeah, I didn't and played a whole lot, honestly, in in a while. He you know goofs off at school sometimes, like recess or something, but. I was surprised he uh, he had a little more skill in him than than I uh, I thought he'd be a little rusty. Glad no training went well. It did it did it, it was chilly, but you know he's he's a strong he's a strong kid. He got to so. run around a little bit, warm up, you know. It, isn't it funny though? Like as adults, we're like, oh, that's way too cold to be out here. But we were kids, we were the same way. We're like, let's go. I don't care. I'm here. I remember playing basketball and you couldn't even feel your fingers out in the driveway. You know, you didn't care. Like he just wasn't now you can't even get Brad out into the driveway. No, I'm not, I'm not going outside below 30. No, no, no. Well, I'm going like, outside is to go to my car. I don't even like walking outside if it's below 40. No, I don't either. Um, that's why we live south of 85. That's also also true. We but we're not feeling the effects of 80 south of 85 right now. Well, we're I mean we're not getting any snow, so that part's accurate. So if we had a rap group, we'd be the 85 South Boys. Would that Oof. be what we are? Oh. <laughs> You want to imagine Doesn't sound that? like we're going to sell a whole lot of records there, Brad. 85 South boys coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at, looking, for, looking for another job because uh, we're not paying the bills with our uh, music career. Oh, I didn't say we should quit radio for that. Okay, good. 
Uh, don't don't quit your day job. Yet. I, I I'm not planning on it. All right. Like to keep the day job if I can. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see if we can keep it today. Cause there's a, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Oh oh, it was was it a good sports weekend? I I think it was a tremendous sports weekend. I thought it was a great sports weekend. I think this is probably the best weekend of the NFL calendar of the year. This past weekend. Yes. See, I think the one coming up on Sunday is my favorite football day of the year. In terms of an individual day, I won't disagree with you in the NFL, but there's something about the volume of having two games on Saturday, two on Sunday, and knowing that now we are just, in terms of the number of games we get per day, it's dwindling. You know, that part's always a little sad, that there won't be any football on Saturday. I took full advantage of it, especially yesterday, and really absorbed as much as I could. I watched every moment of the Chiefs and Bills game. Uh, you know, it's not, not often that things live up to the hype, those two teams have played so many times. I know it can get old and boring, and you're you're tired of seeing it. People got tired of Clemson, Alabama every year, but last night that was that was high drama between those two teams. I thought it was a fantastic. And that was the highlight of the weekend to me. That was the best thing I saw in sports. Was the Bills and the Chiefs, both quarterbacks, commanding the game. I mean, we saw elite quarterback play. They didn't throw for you know 400 yards each or anything crazy like that, but the way they commanded the game with everything on the line. The rivalry between them, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, and just to see how it played out, I thought was was phenomenal football, unless you're a Bills fan and you had to watch wide right. Mm. Pardue. Feel bad for the Bills fans today. Do you? Yeah, I do. I, I, I guess I kind of feel bad for them. It's, it's one of only a few fan bases that I will actually feel sorry for. Oh, okay. There's a great short. offseason, a great offseason show. The list of teams that you could actually feel sorry for. It's not a very long list. Yeah, they they do have a lot of heartache in Buffalo, and that's not just from the cold, you know, hitting their hitting their chest. No, it's just going to watch their football team play. It's pretty tough. But at home, you were so close. Yeah. What's the best thing you saw this weekend? Uh, the Lions scoring 14 points in the fourth quarter <laughs> to win at home, 31-23. What are we doing, Tampa? Uh, okay. You are a, you're on the, the Lions bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You have not shot away from There's that. There's no way that this isn't going to hurt at all. It's gonna be no, great. no, of course not. Uh, now, now they have to go on the road. Yeah. To play the 49ers. Who yeah, just don't. Just edged. Don't feel great about it. Don't feel great about it, but. All right, we'll, we'll get to it. We've got a long way to get to next Sunday, which is, or Sunday, which is the championship Sunday. Can I tell you something else I thought was pretty great about this weekend? All right. We're going to go away from football for just a quick second here. Mm-hmm. Clemson Tigers walking down to Tallahassee, Florida Ooh. and getting a, getting a much needed win. Much needed. Yeah. Good I on would, Brad Brown and the Tigers. Uh, ended Florida State's winning streak. Was that, well, they, they won five in a row? They won five in a row. That is correct, yes. Uh, ended that streak and at least righted the ship a little bit in terms of the the ACC standings. You went on the road and you did what you had to do. Well, I think I think the alternative was if you don't win this road game, then you got to go win next week's road game at Duke, who lost at home to Pitt. So that's probably not Lightning's probably not going to strike. I'm not saying it's Lightning; it's not luck to beat Duke. You're you're a skilled team, but still, uh, I, I think it was imperative that Clemson at least get a split with those two road games. No midweek game this week for the Tigers. They are off from Saturday to Saturday. But they really desperately needed 78-67 victory over the Florida State Seminoles down there in Tallahassee. 
And it was a well-rounded effort by the Tigers team. You know, we, we kept talking about how certain guys have just got to, you know, assert themselves and really sort of take over, if you will. Uh, it was more about, in this game, the balance. Five players, I believe it was, in, in double figures. Uh, four. I'm sorry, it was four players. Four, yeah. In, in double figures scoring. Uh, 28 points off the bench for the Tigers. 12 of those coming from Josh Beadle. You get 28 points from your bench on the road. You are going to have a chance to win a basketball game. I don't care who you're playing. It was also really nice to see Jack Clark log 21 minutes at game time. Is he back? Uh, Close. He's getting there. But seven rebounds, four assists. Seven points. Best showing as a Tiger yet. Very Again, balanced. Balanced was the key for Clemson in this game. No one had to be the hero. But I thought a lot of guys played well. And the problem is it's basketball. You don't get that kind of... You don't get everybody playing at a high level or playing well in the same game very often. Clemson was... To have it happen and take advantage of it and and get it on the road and come out with that win, it was 30-30 to at halftime. It was anybody's game. Clemson was down by eight early in this one. And I thought, oh boy, here we go again. They come back, they, they get the game tied, they go to overtime, and the second half was all Tigers. From the opening tip, or the opening throw-in of the second half, it, it was all Clemson. It was, a, it was a good performance by the team. Oh, definitely. I think like, like it's been a while since we've said that. I think one of the big keys to me is Clemson's three-point defense. You know, we had talked about that being a big struggle, and they held Florida State to 4 of 18 from yeah, 3. Yeah, you, They outshot Florida State. 7 of 17 compared to 4 of 18 was huge, monumental. For the Tigers to get three more threes and, and like you said, just sort of keep Florida State from being able to hurt them in that area. Uh, I mean, they, they held, they almost held Florida State under 40% shooting for the game. And they, they did a pretty good job in the second half, I thought, defensively, of just not giving away easy buckets and, you know, sort of forcing Florida State to earn some things. And then the free throw line uh, for the Clemson Tigers was really good 21 of 25 at the stripe. Uh, you got uh, eight of eight from Chase Hunter, who didn't miss a shot in this game, by the way. Three of three from the field, eight of eight from the line. Was aggressive. Got he, he got. Let's be honest, he got some calls this time. You know, like I said, he's been trying to get calls every time he drives to the basket. He's looking for a foul. He got some calls in this one. I thought that was huge uh, for for him and his confidence and and the team in general, as he was um, plus twelve in the plus minus. While he was in the game, the Tigers played really, really well. So he got 14. He was a leading scorer for Clemson. And Joe Girard hit a couple threes. You know, I don't I don't know. He's he's still trying to work out of this sort of funk that he's in. Only made two field goals, both of them from the three-point line. But he did go four for four from the foul line. Brad, he led all starters with, uh, in rebounds. Isn't that wild? As, as Brad Brown else a few weeks ago, I, I, he's gonna he ha- fell I, into his lap. <laughs> The ball just fell into his lap. I'm pretty sure uh, Coach Brynell will have something along those same lines to say about Joe Girard tonight on Tiger Hour at 7 o'clock. I know, but his if, if you watch the evolution of this season, his effort on the boards is noticeable. Oh, now. it's definitely noticeable. It's just comical to see Joe Girard lead the team in, in rebounds and starters when you got two guys that are on the court that are 6'10". Well, some of that is, is Girard did not, because of the, the, the zone that they ran at, Syracuse, he was rarely the guy who was chasing down the ball. You know, he was sort of trying to sure, get, yeah, no, I... trying to get out and start a fast break or whatever. But 
he he clearly has made that an emphasis for him, and I thought he's done an admirable job on the boards as of as the season has gone along. So I'm not as surprised because he has he's sort of the guy who has to come around the backside if you watch. You know, like the ball goes up, and the, when the big guys crash, he comes around from the you know kind of like a little circle from wherever he's at and comes through the baseline trying to get you know loose ball that comes off the rim where someone's not boxing out. He gets a lot of rebounds that way. He's, he's starting to pick up some numbers there. Uh, but, yeah, he he was instrumental um, from that standpoint. Did turn the ball over a lot, but he had a couple steals to try to make up for it. Had four assists as well. P.J. Hall, I thought, played um, played fine. You know, third, it wasn't his best offensive game, uh, but he, he was, you know, 5 of 13. He, he can certainly shoot better than that. Uh, 0 for 3 from the three-point line, and um, he did a good job drawing fouls. I think, you know, getting getting to the line four t- or getting four free throws, getting to the line, made three of them, uh, and, the, and the Tigers got a lot of help from the from the bench. What, what did you make of Josh Beadle? Four of six. I mean, is this sort of – this was kind of out-of-nowhere performance. He's, he's played sparingly. He gets some offensive opportunities here and there, but four of six from the field for the oh, – it, it was great to see, and – you you needed all twelve of those coming off the bench there. I thought it was a uh, it was a nice spark coming off there when you know, and it was great to see. Not only you were talking about earlier Chase Hunter not miss a shot in this game, but then to have the performance from Beetle coming out. I thought it was the best game from Clemson's guards in a while. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I think since since ACC since conference play has started, this is the best game of the especially from the point guards all yeah. all year. I'll conference play long. You talked a lot about uh, Watkins the other day, trying to trying to start. He was only he was five of eight, so he shot a pretty good percentage, but only eight shots. Yeah, one from three on three. Yeah, I thought the Tigers did a very good job of containing him. Pretty good defense, I would say, on him. So uh, a, a very good win. We can talk about what it means as we go throughout the show, but a a, a very good win for Clemson men's basketball. One that I think they not just desperately needed in terms of the standings, but really in their, in the psyche of the team and what they've got. And now you hit a long break, you get a whole week to really evaluate and rest and then ramp it back up and, and sort of, this is the time where the coaches get opportunity to really figure out, okay, what's working, what's not. Because it's hard when you have a game every, every few days. As soon as one game's over, you're already game planning for the next one. And so you don't get a chance to just stop and evaluate and say, look, we got to shore this part up. How do we do? How do we do it? Sometimes you can you can identify it as you're going along, but unless you get a certain amount of time, it's hard to implement some changes. So we'll see what changes occur for Clemson basketball as they head into an off week and they take on Duke next Saturday. Six five four Roar. You want to get in? More to come here on the Roars. Recap the weekend after this. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASC certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. Have you been charged with a criminal offense? The legal system can be overwhelming and intimidating. 
you could be facing significant consequences. You need someone in your corner to help you navigate it all. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, will help you get the answers you need. Call today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680 or visit nicklaverylaw.com. You don't have to go through this alone. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, here for you. Warmer days aren't the only thing ahead. So is the Upstate South Carolina Book Show. From January 25th through January 28th at the Greenville Convention Center, you and your family can get up close to the latest boat models for fishing, speed, and cruisers, as well as the latest in gear and accessories and insurance and finance vendors. If it's on the water, it's here. Only from January 25th to the 28th and only at the Greenville Convention Center. Bring your whole family to the Upstate South Carolina Boat Show. Kids six and younger are free. Find out more and purchase tickets at UpstateSCBoatShow.com. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I've thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. This is Coach Dabo Sweeney. I remember how great it was to turn 21, but remember, just because you're 21 or over doesn't mean you can buy alcohol for anyone underage. In fact, you could face fines and jail time for a first offense. Upstate alcohol enforcement teams are enforcing underage drinking laws to save lives. When officers catch a minor with alcohol, they ask, who gave it to them? Don't let it be you. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 88 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. Ralph Hayes Toyota invites you to their state-of-the-art pre-owned showroom in Anderson. With hundreds of pre-owned vehicles like trucks, sedans, SUVs, and sports cars, Ralph Hayes Toyota will put you in the vehicle you've been looking for. Ralph Hayes has excelled in customer service and customer satisfaction for over 70 years. A family-owned tradition soon to be in its fourth generation. Find your pre-owned vehicle today at Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard in Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. Get two scratch-made sausage biscuits from Bojangles for just $4. It's bow time. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great, but with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 
Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So, what team will Bandwagon Brad pick this week? The nation's top bandwagon fans will be making their decision on what team to follow. What team will John scoff at? Did you just say scoff? Yes, I was scoffing. That's how you scoff. No, it's not. Tune in each weekday morning from 9 till noon on the Press Box, right here on The Roar. Where every day is game day. I think when John Height steps away from radio, he's going to go on like a Jason Kelsey tour. That's going to be John when he's retiring. Going to be drinking out of bowling balls and taking his shirt off. You know, but thanks to Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss, I don't have as big of the uh, barrel there as uh, Jason Kelsey does. You're going to be taking your shirt off in the uh, suite of a football game? Ah, see, that, that joke's on you, Brad. I, I have to get into a suite first. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, you you have connections. You have connections. I don't know if you have Kelsey connections. Nobody has you Kelsey connections. you know Taylor Swift? No, I do not. Oh, okay. Well, eh. Well, so, well, there's time. There's still time. There's still time? Okay. Enhance the uh, the Rolodex of friends. See what happens. Because, I mean, unless you're retiring soon. I'm uh, not planning on Jason it. Jason Kelsey goes like he's retired. Yeah. Or he's just taking a vacation from work, one or the <laughs> other. Uh, but he's not thinking about work right now. I can guarantee you that. He's probably not having the best morning right now. You think he's feeling yesterday a little bit? Well, probably so. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. I think I think he's living his best life at this point. Enjoying are you himself. on the bandwagon, Brad? Are you hopping on the Kelsey bandwagon now? The Kelsey like, family bandwagon? What, what what does that exactly mean? Hopping on the Kelsey bandwagon. Am am I for the uh Kelsey hysteria that has taken over our country and the fact that they need to show them every single time? Travis runs a route. They got to show Taylor Swift, the family, uh, Jay, shirtless Jason, yeah. all that. Guy. No, 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 no. I, it doesn't bother me as much as it does some people. Like I can watch a game and be like, "Yeah, I'm annoyed by that," but I'm still not, I'm not going to turn the game off because of it. But no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not f- jumping on the Kelsey bandwagon if that's what you mean. That's bandwagon, Brad. We got to ask. I mean, right now your bandwagon's hot. My my current bandwagon's on. Fire. Tennessee basketball. Man, have a have a season, Tennessee. This will not hurt me in any way whatsoever. There is no chance that Tennessee flames out in, in March and leads to relentless ridicule on the Adams and Coverfield text line. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. 91-71, the Vols ripped apart Alabama on Saturday. Uh, Dalton can third Saturday continues. in January, right? <laughs> third Saturday in January. My God, Dalton continues. Connect went off for 25 points in this one. He is an absolute machine offensively. Uh, one of the best scorers in the country right now in all college basketball. And he continues to fill it up. So just saying, I told you to get on that bandwagon and they continue to win. So I was not the KOD 
on Tennessee basketball yet. You were kind of the KOD for Georgia basketball over the weekend, though. Why do you say that? I wasn't that high on Georgia. I didn't jump off. I mean, I said they're having a fun season. It's good to see, you know, Mike White's got something working. They didn't have a fun first half, I'll put it that way. On Saturday? Yeah, it was 54-35 to at half. Well, I mean, they're stepping up to a level of of competition that that is a bit more used to the spotlight. I was staying in the SEC for a quick second. What do you make of Ole Miss now kind of coming back to reality a little bit? Uh, exactly what you just said. To come back to reality? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not an easy task when you go up against Bruce Pearl and those Auburn Tigers, as you know. I mean, Auburn basketball is good. I mean, let's not pretend like they just stink. Uh, they've only lost two games all year, John. Ah, it was Ole Miss's third loss, too. Those are both two really good teams. Uh, speaking of teams that don't stink at basketball, Brad? Mm-hmm. The South Carolina Gamecocks. How about them? Going into Arkansas, 77-64. This was never a game. I mean, this was <laughs> this was just not a game. South Carolina controlled this thing. Like, from the moment it got started. Mack in the middle, 18 points, 9 rebounds. Michi Johnson, have yourself an afternoon. Yeah, Michi's playing really well. Really well. Uh, I, I Again, South Carolina... Uh, Lamont Paris, what he did to transform this roster, are they for? Are you buying South Carolina basketball? Yeah. Are they an upper half SEC team? This is a brutal league this year. I mean, there are so many good teams in this league. But to your point, I do think where we stand right now, I do think they are a top half team in the SEC. Okay. They're 3-2 and two, uh, in conference play. Uh, they are, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, three and two in conference play. Auburn's five and zero, oh, undefeated. Bruce Pearl, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, four and one, and South Carolina right behind them, and they're ahead of Georgia. They beat they beat Georgia. Um, they're in good shape. South Carolina's in really really good shape right now, from a basketball standpoint. I'm sorry, they lost to Georgia. I, I was thinking about Arkansas. Uh, lost to Georgia. Um, last week, but they are sitting there, right there in the hunt of things. Can they? Can they parlay this into? I mean, does that when you watch when you look at South? Is that an NCAA tournament team? I think so. Is Georgia an NCAA tournament team? I don't think so. Where we stand today? Ooh, I think I disagree. Okay, I th- I think Georgia's an NCAA tournament team right now. Now, the non-conference schedule is going to probably come back to bite them a little bit. I, but what I'm saying, I think they can get into the. I'm not saying maybe they are like a lock to make. I don't mean that. Oh, I mean, okay, when, when you okay. watch them play, do you find that team can make the NCAA tournament? That's where I'm at a maybe. Okay, okay. I just I apologize. Uh, there I, I there are certain games where I think they play like a tournament team, and then there are certain games where, uh-uh, not for me. Okay. They are very young. And with youth comes the roller coaster ride of some games you look really good, some games you just simply get blown out by Kentucky. But I mean, you step up to that level of competition. I mean, they, they played a great second half, like you said. They just got rolled there in the first half. I, I tell you what, I can answer the South Carolina question a lot better tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Okay, South at Carolina, home against Kentucky, South Carolina should be ranked today. I think so. 
I don't know. I'm not as good about basketball rankings as I am about football, but I, I think they should be. I think they should be. 15 and 3? You're in the upper half of the. Now, granted, they did lose one over the week, you know, during the week. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know how they're going to weigh that. Yeah. yeah. Like, does one and one get you into the rankings? You're 15 and 3. You're right there in the SEC. Oh, I'm not saying they're not deserving. I just don't know how the AP is going to vote this thing out. This is nothing. Uh, basketball has nothing to do with football when I say this, okay? This is the most fun league in the country right now. I have found myself watching more SEC basketball than any other league. I think the ACC has been dreadful. <laughs> Although I did I did watch the Duke-Pitt game, the end of it. it might, I watched the final 10 minutes of the second half. Did anybody notice or, or pay attention to that game? John, did you see any of the Duke game? Uh, Duke? Yeah, when they lost no, the No, I did not. No. I'm, I'm not going to watch Duke Pitt. I'm pretty sure I saw the longest review in the history of basketball. At least to my... that I No, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I, I really think it was the longest review I've ever seen in basketball. It just never ended. And they were trying to see if the ball went off this guy's finger and then tipped off of this guy's finger. And, like, it's so grainy. You feel like you're, you're looking at, like, 1980s television. Like, it was just... Was this game on the CW? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this was on one of the the worldwide leaders. Oh, okay. But it it was it was at least ten minutes. I I think it went to commercial twice. I'm not kidding. They went to commercial twice, and the rest kept reviewing it over and over and over. And, and who ended up getting the call? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, 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 you you I, can't. They they can't sit around and debate that long and not give it to Duke. In Cameron? <laughs> I, I think they did give it to Duke. But, oh, my gosh, was it bad. They had to call the bank to make sure the check clear before you before you give the call. It was so long. I, and then there was like there was something else that happened right before that and right after that. It literally took 20 minutes to play about two minutes of basketball. It was incredibly hard to watch. What are we doing reviewing something that long? It, it's not going to be the worst call in the world, whether no matter what you do there. There's, it's basketball. It's not the final 10 seconds. You're not deciding the game. There's still minutes left that can determine the outcome of it. You don't need to spend 10 minutes on a review in basketball. There's got to be a limitation to this. I don't see a situation in any sport why we need 10 minutes to review anything. I think I, I think you should get like a like a number of looks, like not not, not a timer. You get you get five camera angles. You get, if you only have two or three, you can go back and watch one of them multiple times. But you get five looks on the camera. If you can't make a decision within five looks... You go with the call on the field or the call on the yes, court and calls, you move on. call stands and yeah. you just give the... Yeah. Or, heck, lower to three. I mean, they, I don't I don't even need a time limit. I mean, I need... You go, look, okay, look, camera. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, but know, Brad, if we do that, then we don't, we don't have the five minutes to cut over to Gene Serator and he can break it down what he sees, or we can go to your boy Alberto and we can see what he sees for five <laughs> minutes. You know, like. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that game last night, you're, are you referring to the Chiefs game? Yeah. Do we have to have the rules official in on every single ruling? When did we bring them to the stadium? When did we start bringing them into the, the facility? I don't know. Because then they used to be back at like yes. the New York studios. and you Let's just go to New them. York. Yeah. Gene, what'd you see? And now we got to- Tony Romo standing there arm in arm with the guy, you know, huddled up for warmth out there. I just, it makes no sense. 
I don't know why. We're they, giving they, the officials too much airtime. They used to bring them on for reviews. And now, for whatever reason, they're bringing them on just random calls. Well, what did you think there? Do you think, was that offsides? Well, that was clearly offsides. Okay, thanks, Gene. <laughs> it was clearly offsides. It's too much. It's too much. It is. And, and they went to him. It felt like every 30 seconds in the second half, they were going to Gene. felt like he was more of a color analyst at times than Tony Romo was he, in the broadcast. <laughs> and it's just, it's too much. He got more airtime than Tony. Well. He, he definitely talked more than Jim. Does Jim even do anything anymore? No. I, and and I'm, not, I'm not criticizing Nance. I'm criticizing in, uh, CBS in the, in the broadcast. No, team. honestly, I'm giving Jim Nance credit for reading the room and not trying to force himself into the conversation. But I mean, because when Tony Romo just won't stop talking, and we've got to kick it to rules officials and Jay Feely and whoever else is on the broadcast, so like, I give Jim Nance a lot of credit to not let his ego kick in and try to talk over everybody. Because Brad, you, I know you agree with me. This. There are people in the industry who would not allow that to happen. Yes, who so, would put up yes. a fight in that booth and make sure that their voice was still the most dominant thing there. I can think of two off the top of my head. So I give Jim Nance a lot of credit there. To Old just let guys. Tony do his thing. Yeah. But you never get Nance. He hardly says anything. Hello, friends. And then a whole <laughs> lot of Tony and then Gene. Thanks for watching. And that's all that's all he does. <laughs> well, let's go to Gene to see if uh he thought the uh left tackle moved before the ball was that was a good call. I think he definitely moved. All right, Gene, thanks. All right, appreciate it, Jim. We'll check with you in the fourth. <laughs> what are we doing here? He's the play by play guy. Delvin's up next. Hey Delvin, how are you? Delvin, you there? Oh, I think we lost Delvin. Let's go, Javante in Livonia. Hey, Javante, how you doing, man? What's going on? Good to hear from you. Good morning. I just want to say, uh, Georgia, about Georgia. Georgia uh, looks like an NAAC team uh, right now. I don't think, um, like you said, they're locked. But I think Georgia's young, like you gave them credit. And um, they're not going to be elite like we expect them. But I'm going to say this. I picked South Carolina over Kentucky this week. Ooh, I predicted like South Carolina over Kentucky. And that was Oh, thank you, Javante. Definitely breaking up there at the end. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's go SEC conspiracy here, John. The, you have you, you got my attention at SEC conspiracy. The pollsters will rank South Carolina so that tomorrow night's game is between two ranked SEC teams. <laughs> I buy it. it. I buy it 100% now. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, a top 10 team. They'll stay there, I think. Uh, South Carolina will creep in like 24. And we'll get number number 7 versus number 20. But you have to. You have to. All right. Remember that will be like what with the football a couple years ago where they snuck in at number 25 for that one week and then played Missouri and got absolutely <laughs> waxed. And then that was it. That was Shane Beamer's time in the top 25. Oh, boy. It comes full. Comes, comes all the way around to Beamer, don't worry, we'll, we'll get to Shane Beamer more here later in the show. There's all right. Some fair enough. News out of Columbia we need to touch Man, on. There is so much news today. I mean, the list is so long. It's going to take us forever to get through it or just within three hours, however you want to do it, John. Uh, if you want to stick around and do more radio, you can. Uh, I'll... We'll, we'll pass torch off to Quok and Ben at noon. Uh, you sure? I mean, I'm sure Ben will let you hang in for, with Quok for a little bit if you so I, I'm sure he would, but. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Delvin, I'll put you right back up. Don't go anywhere. Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand they are currently offering. 
three different flavors, Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today. It'll make a difference. Buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway. Welcome to the Ingalls Table, a delicious destination with recipes galore. Need to whip up a dessert, entree, side dish? No problem. The experts from the Ingalls Table take you through it step by step with expert tips and advice along the way. Find the Ingalls Table at ingalls-markets.com or swing by the store and pick up your free copy of the Ingalls Table magazine. And let's get cooking. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Two thousand eight was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle service or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I've thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Engineered Sleep has been a Roar partner for over eight years, and your support has meant the world to them. They design and manufacture some of the best mattresses in the world right here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've not visited their new 95,000-square-foot facility at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive in Greenville, you should. Go check out their mattress showroom and also take a tour of their factory. It is rare that you can buy a mattress directly from a factory that has been making them since 1931. Plumber fast. I always call one Tom Plumber. One Tom what? Here, dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. Or just tell your smartphone to call one Tom Plumber. They promise to be there in an hour. Call the plumber whose name is his number. What you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta potties. We've got your event trailers too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you gotta do 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 do? Call Royal Flush. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from On Running, Vans, Ufos, Birkenstock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on-running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. 
Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at ElkmontTradingCompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T TradingCompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, go Tigers! Feeling trapped with that old phone? Don't! Getting a new phone is easy! Come into Verizon and get one of our best phones on us with Select Traded on Unlimited Ultimate Plan and get a plan that helps you save by only paying for what you need. Act now and get a brand new phone at your Verizon store today. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on Unlimited Ultimate Plan required. Less up to $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Trading conditions apply. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Back here live on the Roar, 9.46 a.m. You want to get in, 654-ROAR. That's the number. On the phone lines, on the Adams & Co. roofing text line, hour one here on the Press Box continues on with more college basketball, NFL playoffs. We'll probably get some college. We will get some college football soon because a lot of transfer portal news. The coaching carousel has stopped in, in college. Doesn't mean he can't crank back up again. But it has technically come to a full halt. We'll get in on that uh, coming up. Still a lot to break down from the weekend, so we do want to hear from you. 654, what was the best thing you saw this weekend? One texture got in and said, Clemson Gymnastics, who got off to a great start, John. Their inaugural season, uh, home in front of 8,631 fans over the weekend. Uh, How about that, John? That was really cool. That's the hottest ticket in town right now. And they won. They knocked off Pitt in their ACC opener in their inaugural season. So not bad. Not a bad start. They're ranked too, by the way. I know. I don't know if your numbers have Clemson Gymnastics ranked. But. Uh, my numbers have them higher ranked than your numbers do, i tell you that much. <laughs> uh, but a texter said they had a blast. Said their kid had a lot of fun at it. It was a high energy, a lot of fun. So I'll continue to check out the gymnastics program if you would like or if you haven't uh, get over there and see them they are back in action on friday at 7 30 p.m on the road at north carolina and then back home uh, a week from friday february the 2nd when they're hosting nc state that seems like a Ooh, right up your alley okay do the wolfpack go full wolfpack oh you, you never want to see them go full wolfpack Brad, I said something to you over the weekend, and I just thought it was interesting. We're talking college basketball here. I know you're a big baseball guy, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we talked a lot about statistical figures this year. Um, you know, Ronald Acuna stealing 70 bases and, you know, all the different statistical achievements. And one of the big things that you can do in baseball is hit for the cycle in a game. A single, a double, a triple, and a home run. Brad, Florida Atlantic, the basketball team, has done their equivalent of hitting for the cycle, if you will. Okay, please let me know what the cycle is. 
Brad, Florida Atlantic basketball this year has already accomplished a quad one win, a quad two win, a quad three win, a quad four win, a home win, a road win, and a win on a neutral court. Okay. They also have a quad one loss, a quad two loss, a quad three loss, a quad four loss, a home loss, a road loss, and a neutral court loss. They have done one of everything. By the 22nd of January. By the 22nd of January, yes. (laughs) Still a lot of basketball to be played, and they've completed the cycle. I wonder how many teams a year do that. That's 14 different results already. I don't know. I'd love to go go back and look at last year's net, but I'd love to know how many teams have actually pulled that off. That's that's a rare feat. I feel like this early in the season, that's got to be. Yeah, rare. I feel like if you gave me that information at the day of the the finale of the regular season, you'd be like, it's okay. not a, not as shocking as uh, mid to late January. We're still yeah. over a month left to play in the regular season. Yeah. Okay. Clemson Tigers, speaking of the net rankings, up to now thirty fourth after their win over Florida State on Saturday. Just want to put that out there. We'll talk some tournament kind of stuff here. Coming up. Let's go to Delvin. He's up next. Hey, Delvin, how are you? I'm good. How you guys doing? Doing well. I know it's flooding and then don't do the horns down. They'll be all right. That whole debacle right there with the horns down situation with testing. But anyway, guys, you talking about like the coaching carousel, college football. Could we be seeing the triple option back in college football with Kenny at Matalolo at San Jose? He say, San Jose State. He says he's not going to run it, but I don't believe him, though. Oh, I, I, I believe him. He He's trying to attract an offensive coordinator. So he's. Yeah, I, Brad, I, I, don't totally believe believe. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, too. I see San Jose not up on the football field in a shotgun or something. Get ready to throw the ball. That's when I believe I don't, I don't believe that he won't run the triple option. You, say, you think he. he, you think he you believe he's not going to run the triple option, but I don't. I, I got to believe it. Too. I, I got to see it. Too. I believe it. Too. If he wants, if he wants to keep his job at San Jose State, he will run anything other than the triple option. But if he wants to win the popularity contest on the press box, he will run the triple. <laughs> yeah, you uh, know, I think. What about Sacramento losing? In my opinion, I think the best coach on their staff, the special team coach Pete Lambo, going to Buffalo. I think that's he's the best coach on their staff. Oh, I do too. Special teams, because yeah. special teams was great, and they losing their best coach on their staff, people in both. Going to be yeah. the head coach at Buffalo, and I agree with you. You said the coaching carousel is is done for now, but there's a little noise in Ann Arbor, so we got to watch out for that yep. situation. That's the one to keep an eye on. Thanks, Delvin. I appreciate the call. Thanks for getting in today. Uh, yeah, Pete Lambeau, who has been. I mean, not only has he been South Carolina's special teams coach, he's been Beamer's right-hand man. He's been the assistant head coach, I believe, since Beamer got the job. Like that Was was that all the first hire he made was Lambeau? Like, did he bring I'm, him in to sort of kind of help help direct him and, and sort of kind of get? I think so. I cannot say for certainty, but that sounds right. I want to say he was the first hire, or at least one of. The very first hires. Uh, he was hired in December of 2020 to be the associate head coach. He didn't work his way up to associate head coach. He started there as being the right-hand man to Beamer. He has left. Uh, Lambo is taking off to coach Buffalo. I think that's a pretty good Mac job, honestly. I know Buffalo can have – I mean, you're, you're in the Mac. You can have lean years, and, and most teams do. There's no consistency, really, within the Mac other than Toledo right now. Maybe Miami of Ohio. Ohio is pretty consistently the same every year. But just in terms of the up and down, I think I think I think Lambo's got a good chance to be pretty good here, John. 
at, at Buffalo. Yeah, I do too. This is a guy who, this is his second time being a head coach in the MAC, was a head coach at Ball State for five years. Uh, amassed a 33 and 29 record, was 23 and 17 in conference play, um, with his big year being in 2013. They went 10 and 3 and 7 and 1 in conference play and lost the Go Daddy Bowl that year. But I mean, this is a guy when he is at uh, Lehigh for five years, he was 44 and 14. Five years at Elon, 35 and 22. And then five years at Ball State was 33 and 29. Um, good head coach record. But yeah, this is, I think it's a good hire for Buffalo. I think a guy who has earned the right to be a head coach again. But Brad, this is a crushing blow to Shane Beamer and that staff. It at least feels that way. Maybe, maybe it's ends up not being long. I I don't know. But it from what he did there, in terms he, of that special teams, he gave them their initial identity. Yeah. I mean, that first year, the offense was nothing. The defense was nothing. But you had special teams. You had Beamer Ball. And that was all Pete Limbo. Yeah. And without, I mean, without their special teams, even in year two, you probably don't beat A&M. Where you don't have the big Leggett return to start that game. I mean, the way you've been... I feel like it was an instrumental against Clemson. It was instrumental against the, the, the Kentucky game. Yep. Like, it was, it was huge. Special teams was massive for that program for three straight years, really. The way he has gotten what he's gotten out of the specialist there with Kai Kroger, and I mean... I mean, there's no way he was going to say no to this job. You're not going to turn down... I don't think you're going to turn down a head coaching job, even, even in the MAC to stay at, at South Carolina right now. But how Beamer, I mean, you can't replace him. I don't think you can. There's not a true replacement for him. Now, you have to continue the the emphasis on special teams. Oh, certainly. I, I don't expect that to change at all. Okay. You don't just go a different direction. No, 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 no. But because that's in Shane Beamer's DNA, let's what made his dad so successful at Virginia Tech and elevated that program. What I'm saying is they don't bring in a another linebacker coach or something. I wouldn't think so, no. Do they go and get a real special teams coordinator? Not not every coach does that. Obviously, Dabo's or does, never done that. Or does Shane do it? Or does Shane just take on special teams himself? I don't I don't know. I don't know. That seems like divvy, Or does he do what Dabo does and divvy it up amongst the staff? Yeah. Well, that was a big, be, loss. big that's, loss. That's a very big loss. Because of just how well... and I mean, I'm... This is all to South Carolina's credit and Shane Beamer's credit because of how he was able to create. You're always trying to find margins, right? Things where you can you can gain the edge. Yeah, and that's where I, I give Shane Beamer a lot of credit. He was able to gain an edge in a lot of games where he was outclassed and out talented by special teams. It's a massive loss for that program. I think so. Uh, what? It, well, you're not going to give me say anything bad about Beamer Ball today, Brad. Even with Limbo walking out, you're still not going to give me say anything well, bad about. I was going to have to ask: Is this the end of Beamer Ball? As we know it. It's the end of Limbo Ball. <laughs> well, we we can say that for ball. certain, yeah. No, I think I think Shane finds a way to keep special teams the way. Not, I don't know saying it's going to be coached as well. I'm just saying the emphasis on it has got to continue to be there. You can't just go, yeah. well, let's just go hire a linebacker coach or a whatever, you know, another position coach. No, I, I think the emphasis will still be there. I just question will it be as well executed. What I would like to know is what effect Pete had on Shane in terms of being his assistant head coach. And because a lot of times your assistant head coach is the guy you run everything by. You know, you, you, he's sort of your, he, he's a think tank, but he's also like your, your, your bounce off ideas guy. 
What do you think about it? If we made this change, and you're even work? referring to not just during the week, but in game as well. You know, like just yeah, in yeah, general. Do you, should we call the timeout here? Do you want to go for it? Yeah. Talk about going for it on fourth down. That and having Pete Lumbo there as your right hand man, who's a special teams guy. That's going to be a huge thing for Shane Beamer on game days moving forward. John, he had infinite more head coaching experience than Shane Beamer. I mean, just like fifteen years none. worth of it. Yeah, fifteen, 15 years. years. So he knows all like, little intricacies you're talking about of game flow and when to use timeouts and when to sub and when to do this. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, I, that, that that's where I think the loss might be felt more immediately. And does Shane bring somebody in to fill that? Or does he feel confident enough in his head coaching evolution that he can just handle it himself? I, I, don't, I don't have the answers. I'm just asking the questions. I'm not sure, but I'm fascinated to see who the the final hire would be to get the, the 10 on-field assistance for South Carolina. Boy, they've gone through a lot in that coaching staff. And it was all kind of on the later end of everything. It was all in response to. It was not proactive; it was reactive. And I'm, oh, not, I'm yeah, not, yeah. outside of the firing of Montero Hardesty, that was the right. only proactive move that Shane Beamer. And I'm not; that's not a knock on on Shane Beamer. A lot of schools have to deal with that, where you have to reactionary. You know, guys move on to other jobs. Yeah, I know. I just, I just think it's a fascinating watch here with what happens at uh, on that South Carolina. Well, sen- I mean, just go back and think. Since the Clemson game, how many? Parts have changed with that team. Coaching staff, personnel. Yeah, a lot. A lot of different faces in a lot of different places right there in, in Columbia, South Carolina right now. And I, I, I'm I, not trolling. I'm not, I mean, these are legitimate questions, right? We're just trying to analyze the situation here. But the question is, how much of it is, is true upgrades? Or is it just because this guy left or because you just didn't like this guy anymore? Did you really upgrade the position? Now, Hardesty, recruiting seemed to not be maybe his forte, per se. Maybe so, but I thought he brought in a really good transfer class right before he was ousted. Yeah, but I, I kind of understand that, you know, to a certain degree, there needed to be some changes made. Sure. But are they upgrades? Losing your special teams well, coordinator slash assistant head coach is not probably not going to be an upgrade situation. And then like. not changing anything on the defensive side of the ball. That's what's going to hurt when the season starts if South Carolina's defense isn't greatly improved. Now, they did show signs of improvement as the season went on last year. And they got some guys to re. Gilbert Edmonds coming back. He's rebuying into the program. Rebuying into the program, whatever that means. Reinvesting? I don't know. <laughs> Reinvesting. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he went home, away from home. Well, his dad called him. He's the boomerang transfer. <laughs> he, he went he went home and then away from home to come back home. He studied abroad in Tallahassee and came back. It's a different fun. country. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us, you certainly can. Hour one, wrap it up now. Hour two, more coaching carousel, NFL and a lot. Don't go anywhere. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Call it 